and we're gonna I'm gonna start playing the movie. Very nice. And I'm gonna lower it so we can hear each other. But I don't know how much control I have. Very oh, why is that the Okay. So this is gonna be minimal volume. But this is the start of audio commentary with Mike Fallick, creator of the film, and Frederick Ree of the Turnbucklers. Um, what do you have? Do you guys have positions in your band? Like, uh, do you have a formal? Yeah, I, I, I stand in the first position, <laughs> also known as uh, the first movement of the Kama Sutra. Right. What? It, there's. Oh, I didn't know there was. Is, is it a play, the Kama Sutra? Uh, <laughs> no. You know, it's like uh, it's a big book. All right. About, so you're are you are you the you're you are such a jackass. Are you the are you the are you the writer of, of the song? Wait, hold the, on. I came here to make dick jokes. I thought that's what we're I was here to do. All right. We can get to dick jokes, but I need to find oh. out who the hell you are. Oh well, you know you already gave like you already gave away my name, but I'm actually Freddie Unreal, so you could forget about that other thing. Oh okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I I, I sort of didn't. I did know that. That's okay. Okay, we won't we won't even go into it. That's no, all. I'm just fucking around. It's all good. Um, okay, Fred, Freddie Unreal. Uh, I I still we are four minutes into this, Freddie, and nobody knows what you do. Are you the writer for the Turnbucklers? Are you the head writer? Are you the lead guitarist? Are you, you know the lead bassist, lead lead vocalist? What do you call yourself? Do you guys have that in the band? You know, I don't really like titles. All right, that's what I. No, no, no. I'm asking. No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm the I'm the lead singer, lead writer. I I do a lot of stuff. I the only thing I don't do is play drums or bass in the band right now. So you're playing guitar right now. Guitar and singing. Okay, and cool. Um, awesome. Uh, this is our third movie we've worked on together. Right, is it? because um, no, not not yes, because your music went into the the that corporate movie I did. Okay, a, yeah. A, a thing you and I personally, not the turnbucklers. Yes. But you and I personally have, you know, this is our this is our third thing together. Now we can commence with dick jokes. Now that okay. we've established that that you did music for uh the movie Hamsters of History, you did music for uh, a corporate movie I did and uh now the turnbucklers we've gotten to use their music for this, which is going to come up in a few minutes. Um you, this was like the first movie that you didn't have a huge involvement with, though. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I don't know. Um, I didn't know what to expect out of it. You had the concept that I thrown out, and I thought it was great. And uh, God, I'm really just bombing right now. I don't, I don't... You know, I was gonna, Freddie. <laughs> I was gonna say something. <laughs> You're I'm really bombing right now. It's, it's not bombing. Terrible. You're not bombing at all. Uh, uh, we, we, we. I made your music video. And uh, a bunch of years ago, and you, we shared a passion for it, for weird stop motion and stuff. <clears throat> what, do you, what do you think of that stadium, huh? Here, stadium's great. What is? It's what it's modeled after um, a coffee cup. It's modeled after stuff at a diner. So the the okay. things on the bottom, the pylons on the bottom, are uh, ketchup bottles. Sick. And then it's supposed to look like French fries in a coffee cup. <laughs> Kind of looks like a fondue set or something like that. I don't know. Right? Yeah, it's meant to evoke like like cooking and things like that. Like uh, it was it was meant to look as opposed to the rest of it, which is based off of where we're from, New Jersey. You know, mm. the background there is supposed to be Newark. Okay. And this is supposed to sort of be more comforting. It's meant to be like food. It's meant to evoke 
something like that, a, a crock pot, a coffee cup, a mug, those, those kind of things. The ketchup, you can, once you see the ketchup, you won't unsee the ketchup. <laughs> I like how this guy doesn't like really have like shoulders. It's just like his head's in the middle of his back. <laughs> I love that too. Um, the, originally, I'd written a whole thing with him being like a tag player, like an olden time tag player, because they are the the actors that were playing it didn't know that they're like robot sort of things. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, there was a backstory of him like playing and him just being so beefy. I love that thing of like the necklace guy. That's like always yeah. something I love. The idea that that was like an insult you would call people don't even say that anymore like that was something you would say to people that were like muscle heads you'd call them necklace idiots <laughs> it's not a, no one's when was last time you heard idiots uh, oh <laughs> I, dude i just heard that as like necklace like what you're wearing around your neck for some reason like oh necklace idiots yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> wait what do you got a fucking uh, emulate on that fucking thing what is that like that would be a great uh, like jewelry instagram name Necklace idiot. Necklace idiot. No, you know what that, no, I feel like that'd be a great sketch, like, you know, just like, just a bunch of, like, yeah. jet, like, people who have a bunch of necklaces, like, oh, yeah, this one's, like, it protects me from, um... Buddha, Buddha bracelets, right? Those are oh. necklace idiots. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, <laughs> I think that is, I think that, wait, we, let's, I don't think we could get necklace idiots, like, making fun of jocks back, because that's, like, so out, you know, body mm-hmm. shaming's out. And especially making fun of people in shape, which, okay, that's a question I have for you. Because in making this movie, I sort of went to like, we're going to get to the music video soon. But, you know, we're going to have to talk about, you know, you know, that's your main, we're going to talk about music, your music going on during that. Yeah. But uh, I went back to, if you notice in that, people wear like old school, very, very old school um, uh, 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 workout stuff. Uh-huh. You know, they wear like sweatpants. They wear uh, tight, like like jumpsuits with like basic colors in it. I find that nowadays, since like working out is very cool to people, like uh-huh. people dress like dorks at the gym. Oh, I hate it. It's just like uh, I kind of prefer the whole like sweats and a t-shirt kind of thing. You know, like I was like everything's like matching. Everything's like fluorescent. You know, fluorescent. Like, what is that? I don't know. Why does that make you fit? Everything's like fluorescent. No, it's like you get this like this awful like fluorescent yellow. It makes my fucking eyes water to look at it. And you it know, all, it <laughs> always like it's always like like weird these weird patterns that like no one would like. Like if I if I painted your house or your car the pattern of of your uh, things that people wear to the the the, the yeah, like a tennis I mean, ball or something. What? Like the color of a tennis ball? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You would hate that if your car was tennis ball colored. Yeah, I hate when I, like, I see them with like their whole shoe is that color. It's like, what are you... This I, isn't I Tron. A... This isn't Tron, all right? Like, I don't... If you're going to Tron, go all Tron. I'm fine with that. I'm oh, fine well, with the one yeah. going like full Tron. But That'd be cool. With the LEDs and everything? Yeah, Just, I'm like, into the that. The game. Water, water-cooled... Uh, 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 whatchamacallit, workout gear. I'm into that, but Whoa. it's not. That'd be it's so like, weird. Like, you'd feel like a cool current up your butt crack while you're, like, working out. Yeah. A I, cool, I, cool water current underneath some plastic. If you're going to spend money on workout gear, I would say go and get sweatpants and a t-shirt and then go to, like, a tailor. Because, like, I, there's a great – I'm – I know you're not huge into like high fashion, but there's a great Tom Ford interview where he's like, 
people are amazed at like what like people just think tailors can only tailor stuff and he's like you can get a t-shirt tailored like you can get a t-shirt to fit you better it doesn't like it doesn't have to look like junk like it's two a t-shirt is two pieces of fabric sewn together it looks bad <clears throat> on everyone like yeah. i'm if you're going to spend money on like workout gear instead of getting like a fucking 80s ski ad on your back in spandex go get a t-shirt and get it like fitted so it fits right you know i don't think so i kind of like the whole like uh just not giving a fuck like you're there to sweat and fucking you know work out like i don't know let it, me like, let me pitch you, this to you like, then no hold on like why does everybody look like they're fucking about to go on the nfl combine you know what i mean like everybody's about to try out for something no you're, you're just trying to get rid of your fucking well that is it that is it is that the guys at the combine do wear that stuff because their muscles are aching harder than any muscles ever as a, you know what i mean like, i know <laughs> this fucking guy you know, who's fucking ordering popcorn shrimp everywhere he goes. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, he's got to wear the fucking Under Armour. Like, he's going to be LeBron. Like, it's just dumb, man. I'll say this. I have a, I have a conflicted thing about, like, the person, like, bikers you see it with. Like, I am very conflicted with the biker who um, wants to, to get into biking. So, buys all the cool gear so that he then has to be into it. Versus the fact that, hey, man, you just, you just bought that bike. Like, why don't, why don't you stick to t-shirt for a while until you know if you're into it? Yeah, you know, before you start like, getting, like, sponsors. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, but at the same time, he is, it's his hobby. You know, hey, what, what can I do? his own doesn't mean I can't have an opinion about it, though. That's my whole thing about the whole, like, okay, like, body shaming. Like, yeah, I'm not, like, sometimes I'm just cracking jokes. I'm not, like, meaning to hurt anybody or, like, oh, you know, I if it's somebody, if somebody I don't a- even fucking know like who gives a shit they're across the fucking room i don't give a fuck it's just i don't know i think that there's a certain venting to to doing those things like that like especially if you don't mean it maliciously like there is a venting to like to just saying those words like that but also if you're if you're if you are a friend or are a person that is self-conscious about a part of your body people joking about it definitely helps you but i i don't you know yeah like i don't know i saw i remember i was in texas with my brother and uh there's this, there's this chick across the way, and her hair was just like, do you know that that singer, The Weekend or whatever. No, man, you're my music advisor. I've told you cups. Oh. Wait, hold on. Did you see that cup that's on screen now? Yes. I love cups like that. <laughs> just wanted, to, just what, wanted to point that out. What, like favorite. that uh, Saved by the Bell pattern on it. Yeah, like all those weird things they put on cups. Like there's an w- intense amount of design that goes into like throwaway cups. Oh yeah, so, like those like uh, old school New York like like greek cups that they use for fucking coffee like yeah those are so elaborate i know and they're like, it's like a tradition to have them like up there you know what i mean or just, i don't know i haven't yeah no no i i still do see them my yeah. favorite my like my comfort thing is eating like rice pudding out of that greek cup whoa you know that that for me is like visually and like memory wise that's like oh that hits the spot <laughs> You know, I'm just picturing a, a young Mike Fallock laid up, like, like stomach to the ground, his legs kicking up in alternate <laughs> fashion, just eating his yeah, rice legs, pudding out of his grease. My legs, like, whipping in the stuff. air. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just back and forth, you know, just like, watching, <laughs> watching Johto journeys. Yeah. You know, the the I don't know. Jesus. 
I don't even know what that show is. Johto Journey. Oh, Pokemon. That? That's what. That's oh, what okay. people. When people say the original Pokemon, they mean to say Johto Journeys. Okay. See. Yes. See now. Now you're teaching me stuff. Yeah. People. People don't always know what's up. You got. You got to know what's up. Yeah. Um, I wasn't so up on that at that point in my life. It was like. Uh, it was. It. It. It came a little bit after my time. I think. You know what is you know what 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 is what is surprising is that it is if you actually because I end up talking to people that are much younger than me too, and what you realize is that actually the craze of Pokemon and I think this is relevant to audio commentary because I am super anime inspired like this yeah. is an anime uh -huh. for, for for you know in every way um, it well, was like very that. specific uh -huh. yeah specific in one way it's your timeline. To time-wise, Pokemon was a couple of years that like those kids are obsessed by it, but so engrossing was it that everyone in those few obsessed years believes it was like all-encompassing. Yes, totally. Um, you're not you're not a huge anime guy though, in general. Uh, I'm not huge. I mean, I had a run of like I was watching some when I was like a kid, but that was back when it was still kind of hard to even get them. You know what I mean? You know, there is something about I, I I've noticed that too that my anime love is more um wait, you would like I we're gonna talk heavily about conspiracy theories later, but Vision Quest Broadcasting oh, Company. Oh, I can't wait for the pet thing. That was my favorite. <laughs> so Vision Quest Broadcasting Company originally for you, I, I took out this uh this catchphrase they had because the the uh the catchphrase was watch watching what you watch. Ooh. Yeah, and I thought it was too too. Cons it would inspire too many, like you know, like that. It was I was saying a, a Big Brother thing, which which I wasn't saying. Um, so so well, anyway, anime wise, we're gonna talk all about that crap, Freddie. Don't worry. Um, well, I know, but anime okay. wise, like I've noticed, it's harder for me to get into anime now that like I have all the anime. Mm -hmm. You know, like when it was like I could only catch a couple episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho if I timed it right. That that was made me so passionate about it. Uh, dude, I was on the level where I was like trying to, you know, like torrent it, file share it. Like I had guys who were like bootlegging it and selling it at my school. There like, was some, there was some sort of, you know, uh, uh, Lechner's law, if you know what that is, which is um, the story of the movie is the story of its making. There was an idea that whoa. that yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> there no, was, no, this was idea. like some weird feedback. I don't know what the hell that was. It was crazy. Oh, okay, I, I thought you thought I was so profound. Did you just um, like sit on your ferret? It's possible. It's possible. That's what it sounded like. Um, very yelpy. So the story. Uh, so I thought what I said was very profound to you, and and in the end, it turned out that you were uh, you were just hearing some horrible noise, which is, I guess, that's life. Well, either way, um, the, the listeners heard it. The idea is uh, like that. The story of anime. They were always on these epic quests to get some information or to figure something out, and like. That was what anime was. It was trying to figure out, you know, how could I watch this show? Like, is it available? Can I tour it? Is it available online? And like, I remember going to Chinatown in New York City, like, and and buying, you know, DVDs of animes that were hard to get in America. Yeah, totally. Um, you, and you, had to like, you had to kind of had to like trust their translations too, and like. Oh yeah, Sailor Moon. I talk about that anime all the time. I hated that anime because the American translation was so bad. Oh, well, the translation or the dub? The dubs were horrible. The always. dubs were hard. The dubs. The dubs were really, really bad. Famously, um, see the old man. The old man is only in this just because he's in sweatpants. I like that, the old man. He's my favorite character. He's like um, really cool. 
Do we, I want to ask you before I forget about someone boot like you knew a kid in your class. You don't have to say names. You can say first names, right? But like someone like torrented it and then like sold you a, a, a video CD. Dude, this kid was like, he was like the human epitome of like Pirate Bay. Like he had every like Dreamcast <laughs> game, every fucking like PS2 game. He had the boot CDs that could like fucking get your PS2 or Dreamcast yes! to accept the fucking CDs. He had fucking rap albums, fucking rock albums. What did you buy? For, what do you remember buying from him? What's or that? trading for him? How did you? How, what did you want? What did you ever get from him? Actually, oh, I got a bunch. I got a shitload of like, games, like for the Dreamcast. I got a shitload of like music. Um, yeah, dude, it was like a fucking kind of like he was wheeling and dealing. The thing I, is, like, I think his like dad like showed him kind of how to do it, uh, which was funny. About- he would also sell porn too. Oh, of course. I, I would expect nothing less. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I think I saw his dad, like, watching porn once. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> just, like, like kind of walked in. I was like, oh, all right. I mean, he didn't have his dick in his hand or anything, but it was just fucking, all right. Uh, I talk about our, our, our uh, uh, adolescent generation in watching, uh, in, in, in crime and things like that, we got very, very lucky. You know, we all could have gone to jail for stealing so much music. You know, we all easily could have gotten, you know, many, many people smoke salvia and we all easily could, it all could have been some weird, you know, that, that K9 or K12, whatever that, that drug was that those kids, you know, got really sick from. We got very lucky that we didn't end up going to jail and, we, and no one ended up dying, you know? Like yeah. we were a very lucky generation in that way that those were two very common. All right. We're going to get to your music now. Oh, let's, okay. talk, let's talk about this song. So I believe the song playing right now is uh, twist like this. Yes. Let's, let's, let's turn so. it up a little bit in our headphones for me to remember. I yeah. Actually can't, I actually can't hear it. Oh, I guess I can only skip. I guess that's an anti-pirating thing on the software we're using here that I can't share the sound with you oh, so specifically. Okay. So, um, which is nice to know that people can't just pirate my movies. Um, oh. So, twist like this. Yes. Uh, t- talk us, talk <clears throat> to me about the song. Uh, I guess originally the concept was just uh, kind of write like a very uh, alliterated word a very rhymey and swingy kind of like song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it kind of transformed into that. It was swing is cool. Yeah. It, I can, the swing element now that you say it, like I don't know enough about music to recognize it on my own, but now that you say it, it's totally a little bit swingy. It's got yeah. a lot of swing going on in it. Yeah. And um, I just kind of want to make something that was very, um, I don't know. I, is that alliteration where it just has like a lot of the same syllables or it's very like, Punctated or something, you know. It's yeah, very- I think I think punctated. I think I think you can have alliterations that are on the back ends too. Like they're not necessarily rhyming, but they're you know, I, I don't know. We'll look it up later. We could be both wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, and then it's about basically you know like you know if from a dude's perspective, you know, like a chick who did you wrong, and this is the kind of girl who like step on your hand, and while she does it, she'll like twist it, you know. So. Yeah, there's a bunch of songs on this album that are sort of about like vengeance. I've noticed. I love, I love, I love Faux Real, by the way, which is oh. the, the album it's from. And like, I listen to it all the time. It's sort of like my like 
if I'm having a if I'm having a a day where I'm not like bummed to do the work, but like I'm exhausted, uh-huh. I'll listen to I'll listen to faux real because it like it like gets it gets me up, it gets me going. Awesome, uh-huh. man. That's great to hear. I it, know it's a, but it's a very you, you even talked about the thing you're working on now. It's a it's a violent album because like um there's there's uh knife goes in right yeah. That's like like there's a lot of songs about there's knife goes in uh, uh, more gore and now you're saying like that the point of the song is like like that she's like twisting a knife like this is a very yeah. vengeance heavy album. This is yeah it definitely kind of is I mean a lot of the album you know part of the reason why I say faux real it's like it's about like disillusionment and stuff like that and I guess naturally you kind of like lash out at those kinds of things mm-hmm. but uh yeah I don't know there there was definitely I guess. Now that I think about it, yeah, there was a lot of that kind of stuff in it. I don't know, it's going to be like kind of like a departure from like my newer stuff that we're doing. Which but, is uh, now like, which, which now that you even say it is like, it's a peace kind of thing, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's a peace thing. You know, some of it is and some of it isn't. You know. It's still punk. It's still punk as shit. Yeah. Which, which is, which, which I think is like important to this because you know the genre we're calling this movie is like a podcast movie, and like this movie isn't for, you know, to say that it's for everyone is sort of a shitty thing to say about any movie, but like yeah. it is, it is for it, it. We're calling it like a podcast movie because for me, I always saw, and this could be me being lofty in my own comedy brain, but I always saw podcast and punk music as like one in the same. Is mm-hmm. that like? It it's yes, there are people doing it like in studios very cleanly, but like a lot of the memories and the great times and the best stuff of what you do with 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 punk is like dirty, you yeah. know. It's oh. it's in a it's in a basement. It's someone's too drunk, you know. And that that's yeah. that's <laughs> the way I feel like podcasting and punk sort of share in common, which is like get it done. And this is sort of a studio version of a podcast where, you know, it's improvised and things like that. But like for, for real, I know like you guys finished, you, you, there was like, like wasn't, it was recorded very professionally in some parts and then in other parts, like you, you like it was done haphazardly. It was sort of the essence of a, of a band's, you know, like a, like a, an up and coming band's punk album. Right. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? No, like we, we recorded it literally by opening up a laptop and recording it that way. Like we did it. The entire album was recorded on a laptop microphone. That's fucking awesome. Like not even not even one that plugs into a laptop. You're talking about built-in mic. Yes. That's fucking metal. That's so cool. Isn't that insane? That's that a very, is, it's kind of a little known fact about that album. It sounds so good. Oh, I mean, thanks. It's I mean, it's very different, you know. It's just not like a polished sound, but it's like But 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 but, but it's 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 poly, you know, like, like, I don't know how to say this because I, I, I guess, wait, I should explain this first before I even keep talking. I literally have called you and asked if this music is good. I've like texted you and asked for music terms. <laughs> I do consider you yeah. one of my like three music advisors. Cause I really well, don't, awesome. I don't know that much about music and on the flip side of it, not to degrade you. Uh-huh. Um, I do think you are highly intelligent in music. Like, I have a very vast knowledge of a lot of media, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I don't want to talk about something if I don't know a shitload of it. This is New Jersey, this, this footage that we're using in the, in the oh, foreground. That's, that's all, I was wondering where you were getting that uh, background from, and like, I love how it's like the actual like, parkway 
the mm-hmm. turnpike that you're on. Like I could see that you did that. That's what I love about this movie. There's like a lot of like mixed media stuff going on, which is great. It's and, meant um, to pull stop motion into like a new phase and say like what what is stop motion so for me like i had a rig that the you can see the the ground under the car is the new jersey turnpike yeah um that i had a rig that i I don't drive in film i have a rig that i can set up in my car uh that that hooks into the seatbelt. actually it's pretty cool that i built um and it it films out the window and uh then we took that background out and i built like seven cityscapes. I built a whole city in my studio and then we rearranged it to, they actually do make a drive around the city. Like it's, it's actually pretty accurate. If you follow the film, Mm -hmm. Um, they, they go, they go in a loop and then at one point turn into the the middle of the city to take, to take them all home. Um, But Jersey was like a big thing. You see a lot of yellow and green, which was inspired by like New Jersey highways, which is like yellow, gray and green. Mm -hmm. That's the color theme of New Jersey. Cause like, it was important to be uh, to be to be from Jersey, and like this style of stop motion here, which is like minimal stop motion, but using clay elements, is like stop motion shouldn't be. It shouldn't all be gritty like the fight scenes. It, it, mm-hmm. We should find ways to make it like new without being too polished, like you know you see bigger studios doing. This is sort yeah. of my stamp on it. Yeah, I I definitely like it. It's like. Um... Especially because, you know, like you said, it's like a podcast movie. So there's a lot more listening element that you have to go through. You don't necessarily have to make every scene, like, pop out with some crazy movement or something like that, you know? Part of it for me was, like, that's life. Is for me is, like, yeah, like, if someone likes what I do, they're going to like my podcasting style and my ways of figuring out how to, you know, here I'm the parent. I'm di- But what you're really seeing here is I'm directing this improv scene. That's what you're yeah, saying. You know. Well, that's, that's the other thing. Like, uh, it was cool how, like, it seemed like, you know, not everybody was totally sure of what the exact role was. And also, I like how this one, I'm pretty sure you guys were actually in a car, right? Yeah, yeah. We recorded yeah. the whole thing in a car, um, yeah. which which is, like, I've, t- I've said, if we're going to talk about, I mentioned it in my own audio commentary, but, like, and you talk about recording through a thing, a lot of people, through a laptop mic, a lot of people, and this is where we can actually, like, talk for a little. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people don't start doing something. They don't finish it. They have they talk a lot and they don't do it. And part of it yeah. is the industry sort of telling them, well, if you don't have professional mics, you know, if you don't have a professional setup, if you don't, you know, it all it requires is talent and follow through, mm-hmm. you know, the will to do it. And like a car is a great piece of advice. A car is a perfect recording studio, especially my car, which is largely carpeted. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of brightness to the car. Uh, uh, it was a great place to record. It was purposeful that we did it there, but it was also like a great tip. You know, what do you think of that? The idea that like, you know, and this is where punk and podcasting share a commonality too, which is like, why should the person with the giant studio get the advantage? You know, that yeah, totally. It's, um, it's very true. You know, like I'm, I like honesty in music, you know, um, just like, I like a little bit of honesty and just any kind of, you know, media that I'm looking at, you know, I don't, I don't like to see the, um, I don't know, the push for like, you know, very, you know, tried and true tropes of just like a three part story or like, you know. Yeah, you know. That, that's a good, that's, I, 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 I'm glad that you're bouncing it back to me. But like the, 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 the thing is, is that this movie, the, the, the plot is summarized in 
eight frames, which are the different round frames that tell you who wins the tournament. If you want to know the plot of the movie, that's it. Because I feel like plot happens. Like right now, you and I are sitting, talking. We're just having a – like in reality, we're just having a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. But plot is happening to us. We are actively in whatever plot is in our life. And for the most part, you're taught how to watch a movie. You're taught like – this is what's supposed to happen. And when I hear a lot of people that don't really, you know, know a lot about the history of movies, I often hear their problems with a certain movie being with plot, which isn't criticizing a movie. You're actually criticizing radio. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about radio. You know, we're still using the same tropes from fucking Lone Ranger. I know. It's like crazy. And like, it's bullshit. And well, it's diluted, especially now. Like, uh, <laughs> It's I'll admit really, this. I have not seen a summer blockbuster in three years sober. I can't. I, well, well, because how can whole, you? I, well, yeah, I guess I can't think of the last one I've even seen. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I saw. I, I don't know if that was a summer blockbuster, but I definitely saw that sober. I really liked that movie. But like, I know I, I saw something. What the fuck was it? I know it sucked. <laughs> but it's like you're right it's like they 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 just they crank them out because there's a, a formula and it's like use 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 your imagination a little yeah. you know think of something that's 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 different they don't have to do that and it's not it's not any less moving to me i i find this conversation at the end here with me and bruce you know i like he at the end of this like sort of talk you know talks it like thanks me for being his dad and it was like Oh, like I, I, he was, he's a very good actor. And so he sort Mm -hmm. of found the heartwarming element of it. But like, I was like, Oh, Oh, like, like I would in real life. I was like, Oh shit. I'm having a, I'm having a moment with this guy. Yeah. It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's talk conspiracy theories in the meantime. Okay. 100%. I never emailed anyone, any plot points. I okay. never emailed anyone any render files. I never backed up online, which is a risk I took in this thing, because yeah. I am 100% certain that Google and Facebook read my emails. Oh, yeah, of course. I am 100% certain that they do that to everybody's emails and everybody's shit. And I know that makes me sound like an absolute insane person, right? No, it doesn't at all, because there's a plenty of people out there who fucking feel that feel that way and know that to be true just because it's just like you can't have all this like directed you know advertisement and all this other shit. like i swear i put you know what i put a fucking a blackjack game on my on my phone just because like yeah i don't know i wanted to experience blackjack for some reason like not that i haven't played it before but like to the point where like you just keep on going like you got fake money like you're really at a table or something you know oh cool i'm gonna want to see how i do like actually gambling and i realize like I can't play back blackjack because I'll lose everything I own. Because it's just like <laughs> it, it's it's horrible. I, I will never play blackjack. However, like as soon as that happened, like YouTube was playing me like all these like uh, gambling advertisements before the videos I watched. I started getting like you know uh, yeah, just like all this weird shit. How do they really know that without spying? Yeah, spying. And and I mean, it's well documented. I mean, that's what Edward Snowden's in fucking Russia for. You know. It's, I'll give you I'll give you an amazing fact about this movie though, which and, and this is me being like 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 listen I want to say you and I both really like conspiracy theories, yeah, but that's awesome. but I will say I do feel a little bit you know like like I, I know I'm going I know I'm I'm bordering the line here and it's not like I'm gonna live my life in a paranoid way but I do genuinely believe this is not a coincidence. 
no one we did the crowdfunding campaign that was we never there was not really any emails that had any information about about it i sent an email out to past people that had helped us out and said like i have this new movie check it out yeah nobody got any emails about what the plot was nobody got any emails about any of these things we are on imdb tag number like six or seven yeah um because a lot of people in asian culture tags are like uh, what they use to keep ghosts away that's the translation we use okay. um like those you see those like uh they look like they look like receipts with like uh, ancient characters the way that they used to write characters like you yeah. know two thousand years ago um uh-huh. and toe tags so there's a lot of movies named tag for yeah. those two things we are amazingly the first movie on imdb about the game tag wow but as soon uh, as soon i mean as soon as i filled out this uh uh thing on imdb to have the, the page two weeks later ta- a tag one number after ours appears about the game of tag starring jack black and will farrell um, what? yep green lighted for next year so what is the fucking coincidence? What are the chances that no one has ever made a movie about Tag the Sport? And then I upload my thing to IMDb. And then I start telling people it's wow. live online. And two weeks later, all of a sudden there's an IMDb page for the first wow. ever person other than me to make a movie about the, this game of Tag. That's I mean, they're, 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 that's it. They're just spying. They're just, they just are doing that. Well, you know, sometimes like I've actually been somewhat uh... – like paranoid about that in a sense where like, yeah, I know there are people listening into my shit and who knows, like maybe one day, like one of them's going to like, yeah, that, that I could sell that hook and or like, you know, like, Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reassure you in your con- conspiracyness right now where I didn't No shots were emailed to people. No, no versions of no fully ver- rendered photographed versions of final characters were shown. None of the techniques that we used to do lip sync or, or, or the minimal animation were featured in any emails until like no one else saw it until me because it's not, it's not totally paranoid. There is, you know, I think that there's actually even a professional lesson in this beyond us being crazy where it's like so many people nowadays are just like, Oh yeah, we don't have a plan to like turn releasing this song into concert dates. We don't have a plan to, to you know, releasing the song to turning it into to something else. Or, or, or putting this movie out just to put it out. Like, people people aren't secretive in a way that, like, is required for what is, you know, movies like this. You need to be a yeah. little bit secret about your media until it's out. There's a reason that studios get pissed when their stuff gets leaked. That sucks. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, so that that is me being a little crazy. But at the same time, 100%, I believe that I had jokes – in my podcasts uh-huh. that I did in my podcast and I like, they were such specific jokes uh-huh. and then I would like see them a few months later in advertising commercials for, for, for New York firms that make like advertising I was like that person clearly either just like heard my show and stole it or there's some sort of, you know, someone's peeking in on stuff. I think there's totally people peeking around stuff, man. Like what, like those fucking things where, like, okay, so, you know, obviously I get advertisements directed to me as like a musician. So like one of them's like, oh, uh, one one of the top producers in the world is like, 
waiting to hear your song. Why don't you submit it? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, they're just stealing everybody's musical ideas. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Contests are the bane of my existence. The idea, Uh I, I, I get angry thinking that there's some young artist who's out there like, and he's like, this contest is going to, going to save me. It's like, don't, don't fucking, you're just giving it to them. It's like not even, it's not even, they're not even trying to trick you. They just did it so easily. (laughs) They just, they just gave it to them. It's just like, you know, everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be heard. And it's tough. I mean, I fall into it all the time. You know, it's just like, uh, I don't know who's who's going to be there. You know, like maybe I can, you know, network with somebody. It just, you just fall into that hole. I just, uh, I don't know. Just it's, trying to see the end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Yeah, you know, you know that, that <laughs> we're all wondering when that will fucking happen. I mean, <laughs> it, it it is happening. It's get it's getting better. But um, you know, everybody, if you know anything about the Dust Bowl, um, that's what that's the comparison I make, where they over they over tilled the soil. These greedy farmers. Uh, uh, they, they were like, if we keep tilling, if we, if we grow another crop in between seasons, I bet we, cause the ground was so fertile, you know, no one had been out West. Mm-hmm. So the ground was so fertile that they're like, we can just keep growing crops like in between different seasons. And they, they, they inevitably caused the dust bowl. Um, it, it, because they were trying to get too much out of it. And that's how I feel. That's what's happened with, the internet is that people are a little bit greedy and they want it to happen. They want the fame. They're a little too quick to try and get stuff done. And, and now we're in this culture where, you know, we're releasing a free podcast. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like every media, um, media Avenue was just kind of oversaturated with, uh, talent and or lack of talent. So it's just, uh, it's a weird time, man. You know, it's getting better. Trust, trust me. Trust me. It's getting better. Um, it's o- it's only getting better because it hurts. It hurts everyone. Uh, the 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 truck, this car here. There was a big debate as to whether it we would what go directions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I I think you went the right way. So do I. I thought the other way looked menacing. I think because it is based off a skull. Okay. Um, but instead, it goes backwards. Um, okay. It's sort of it looked more like salamandery to me the other way. Uh, <laughs> I love, your, I love the, the paper etching drawing or whatever. What is this supposed to be? The exterior of the car? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so what this? It looks like your storyboards. <laughs> right. The details on it. When you look at it up close. You can see like like. Oh yeah. So I do storyboards like in ten minutes. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, just I'm, for the I'm audience, sorry. That was kind of that was a, that was an inside joke. That was kind of deep. No, no, no. That's a good one to tell people. So I, because it's audio commentary, it's bonus features yeah. for the movie. Yeah. If you see Freddie's talking about these etching lines that are like way, way, way close up details for sort of a rough sketch of the of the car, and there was it. It comes from. It doesn't look as rough when you pull out. There was a wide version of the car that we use only once in the tailgater scene. Uh-huh. And you don't notice it, but Freddie is talking about the fact that when I do uh, storyboards, for me, I take ten minutes to do five minutes of storyboard, which is m- much faster than anyone should go. And it's just because the drawings only have to make sense to me. That's how I do storyboards. I only and I don't like 
I will never... I'm not a great drawer where it's like, oh, he's so good at drawing that he just makes the outlines of what he's doing. No, I just fucking, it's a visual note. It's so awful. <laughs> the, the, I'll never forget, I came to your apartment in Chinatown to check out the storyboard for the offer video. Mm -hmm. And first he showed me all your little, like, uh, clay models and stuff. It was like awesome. It's like you for me. the movie. So yeah. first, I, I knew what I was doing. I was like, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you like all the toys first. Yeah, and then, I think he also showed me the croc with tits, which was awesome. Yes, that was and, just from another movie. <laughs> that was fucking. I love that. I want that, dude. You should duplicate that and let me get that. Anyway, <laughs> I'll make one for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then like, all right, check it out. All right, I know I don't really draw that well, so I'm like, okay, whatever. What, he's going to have, like, stick figures or something? He whips out this notebook, and there's, like, little storyboard panes, and it's just like, oh, this is my favorite part with the fucking weasels, turtle, turtle yeah. weasel. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> um, and it's just like this, this he draw, there's, like, a circle. It's just a circle with a square. He's like, okay, this is a fight scene. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right here. <laughs> but to me, maybe I'll post because I do keep a lot of stuff. I don't know if I still have the storyboard from from uh, uh, that, but I that definitely do have hilarious. storyboards from this. I will I'm because in, when this episode comes out, one hundred percent on my Instagram, I will post, and like you'll be able to see that. Like, oh, it is definitely like like there's definitely some sense in it, but like. Yeah, it's only supposed like I was like very nervous. I was like, I'm gonna have to explain to him like every frame, like because I don't. It's only supposed to make sense to me. I know, and there's just these squiggles and like maybe little. I I might be remembering it wrong, but you know, there's there's some semblance of like some like things, you know, like a hero or like maybe. The, the chick or something like that. But mostly yeah. squiggles. Mostly and, squiggles. Yes. Mostly squiggles because I do it. I do it literally almost in real time. I mean, I mean that's nuts. So it is. It is like like especially for music videos. I do it even faster. Like the fight sequences here, I did very fast because it's like I'm listening to the music and like thinking of the scene already and like drawing it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that that you know, Freddie, it took a lot of faith for you to <laughs> stick with me. Dude, even from the beginning when we met at fucking in New Brunswick and you're like, okay, listen, I want to do a battle between peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And like, yeah. you just, you just laid it out there and I'm like, because like, all right, man, like I, I got to see what you got. You know what I mean? I love like your stuff with, um, what was it? The, it was something like in a jungle or something. It was like a, the, right. That was the only thing out that, that was, was my, my, uh, my that was the first full length stop motion movie I made, not feature length, but full length. It was a three minute movie of a gorilla fighting a zombie. Yeah, and then you had the uh, the bear telling the guy that he slept with his wife. Right. I I like there's there's a lot of good stuff like if you actually like all that stuff, I hate to tell people to go watch a different movie than the one we're already telling them to watch. But um, there's 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 um part of how. You and I share revenue over my senior film, uh, Whistle. Mm -hmm. um, so four movies, Freddie. Yeah. Four. So uh, the way that we sort of share revenue over Whistle is that there is another movie called Resume Play, which is a feature-length documentary about my career in being a student. And like you, you might like it. 
it's uh it, it has sort of the stuff that you saw and then it has it shows the music video and like the progression of of, of all these of all these things mm-hmm. you know uh, as as we as i as i get towards whistle you might you might like it because the, the the climax is is whistle in the end um if you haven't seen the whole thing i know you've, you've seen uh, whistle i've seen whistle yeah but uh yeah um i would like to see that for sure which which makes no sense anymore because the whole pitch of the movie was a whistling killer, um, which was very scary. And then I decided uh, that I liked your music better and wasn't gonna whistle <laughs> over it. <laughs> That's legitimately what happened. I was like, why would you whistle when you could just get like Freddie's music and it'll be much better? Yeah, and so I cut out the whole aspect of it. Uh, didn't your like? Didn't your teacher like, or your uh, professor say like, ah, oh, that the music was too repetitive or some shit like that? Uh, no, he was super pissed that I didn't tell him I was cutting the idea of the character whistling. Was the was oh. the first thing, and uh, I he he uh, he he um. It was meant to be repetitive, you know. It's like a, yeah. I didn't want the music to take over the scene, you know. It's just like I forget what he said. I think he sort of. I think he sort of was derisive but at the same time he loved the movie but he was sort of saying like you know it's it was it, it could have seemed repetitive but it was sort of you trying to do themes or that you know you personally freddie trying yeah. to do themes yeah. this is my favorite scene in the movie <laughs> the, the, the humping turtle thing that's fucking great it's the only pre-written uh 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 scene like it's very solidly pre-written yeah and, you know i felt that way when i saw it because it's like it kind of stood out. There was a little more like direction going into it, you know. Yeah, and all that all that it was was like they have the first like five lines, I think, uh-huh. except that except for that he's erect with passion. I did not write that, um, <laughs> but they have a bunch of the lines. But they are then just generally being told to get angrier and angrier about this. Um, <laughs> this is just it, and to me, this is like this is the stuff you would remember from a sports game. The idea that like they can't, they couldn't cut away from this guy in the stands. You should have like, just started out with this. This fucking awesome. <laughs> it is a good opening scene. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I should recut it where it's just. I mean, I could, I for me, I love listening to those two yell. So I, <laughs> I could, no, it was fucking great. I love the scene too. Well, and we just, you know, I know we talked over a bunch of the uh, the turtle weasel. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. It, was, it just. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, see, what was that? The the turtle weasel. the The whole thing of it for me is like, what is audio that no one else has? That that's part of it to me. Okay. Like, what is a sound? You know, just like your music, uh-huh. just like just like other, just like the stuff at the end, just like podcasting, which can only be captured, you know, once. It's off the cuff. It's very in the moment. What is audio that only exists in the moment? And part of that for me was like, I talk to my ferret, which is, you know, who I talk to every day. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I talk to him like he's an idiot and just talk nonsense to him. I think it's like uh-huh. healthy to say nothing words to something. And that was audio I'd never heard someone just being genuinely, you know, just saying nothing to their animal. And like, so for me, it was like, just do that. That's what this is about. It's about you know, real vistas and things like that. So, so that was it. I literally turned on a mic, set up a mic stand and picked him up and we sat and talked to each other for a while. And I kept what was the best part. There is only one pre-written thing, which, which I knew I wanted to do again. Cause it's something I it was the only note I had written down, 
which was something that I say to him often, but I wanted to remember to say to him because I do genuinely become passionate with just talking to him like he's a baby, uh-huh. um, which is the idea of uh, Rebecca was like the idea of that Rebecca's the worst. Uh... Not that name. Oh, also, your music is great for this, but uh, uh, Snowbird is a song that if you want to rewatch the scene too, it works very well with the scene and I was using Snowbird. it while editing, which is like, this, this, I don't want to sing too much of it because we don't want to get copyrighted things. It's like, spread your tiny wings. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's a really old, folky song. Uh, this is a good scene, too. Uh, this is like, for me, there, there's a line in here where I say I won't kill anyone, and that's like the essence of the movie for me, mm-hmm. um, which I guess we can talk about a little. Like, The idea here is it's a violent anime, but oh. there's no violence. No one gets hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that like, Julia's response in the scene that like, oh, push comes to shove, I would kill someone. Mm-hmm. It's important in this movie to have me saying like, no, like I, I am, I think a lot of people are, that's like a conventional sort of, uh, 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 not, I, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. Like it's a, it's an accepted horrific reality to say, like to, to say to someone like if push came to shove, I would kill someone instead of me, you know, that's something that we all accept as being okay to say, you know, as an opinion, but like, I don't... Is that a carrot? Where? As her background? No, yeah. but it does, no, it as, does look like as, that. As, as your head. Yeah, I, I know what you meant. In the, in the fore, I'm sorry, I meant foreground. Yeah, no, it is not. It's an actual sculpture. It's a texture oh. of it, but that is pretty good that I got close to carrot. Now I know how to make carrots. Sorry. I'm invincible! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, was that something? Oh, man. No, no, no. What do you mean? What are you sorry about? It's cool that it looks like a carrot. She's orange. People are going to think she looks like a carrot. <laughs> the, um, I also like the, uh, that wavy thing that the, the brown triangle guy is doing a lot, too. His, his, little, his little weird, like, like yeah, articulated well, motion. Yeah, this, uh, this scene was a lot more animated. Um, yeah. There was a lot more cuts in, in it, which I liked. It's, it, was, it was tough to, you know, part of it, too, is that this movie is a podcast movie. So some of it is minimal, you know, in scenes you are really just watching. Um, and there's two debates here. One is this scene and like the hitting the kids scene and the ferret scene are very conventional, you know, and same with the fight scenes. They're all sort of very conventional scenes, but we want to give you a full podcast, which is usually 40 minutes. And so let's add on to that a full sort of plot of a movie too, mm-hmm. um, which couldn't be done in that, in that genre. Um, and it's it's really a matter of time and and money, you know. Could we could we animate every single thing, and would you get nauseous by it? Would you get nauseated by minimal animation that wasn't as good as something like the the waitress cleaning here, or or my actions here, which are you know very pleasant to the eye, as opposed to like other stuff, which when we animated it more, looked looked uh, looked nauseating to have it you know less minimal. It actually became like jittery okay i understand what you mean i really Bo-do. sorry go ahead but but a ching but a cha um no you know i i it's you're definitely striking a new genre it, you know as the more I, I watch the movie the more i i, I got it you know it's just like whoa like it's really you're really combining the podcast and improv and there's all these elements that are kind of like live. It makes it kind of live in a weird way. Um, makes it live? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think that it has heart to it. So there's there, it doesn't need to, to to blow you away all the time. And you are yeah. getting blown away. For me, this bar just hang. Okay, the purposeful glitches we can talk about in a second. But um, this bar is um, you know it's stunning to look at. But at the same time, like a lot of people don't pay attention. For me, part of the commentary is that like I understand putting a movie on and not wanting to concentrate on it. Yeah. And and I understand someone wanting to watch this movie as a podcast and not really getting the chance to look at the screen. Like I think that studio movies, big studio movies, want to punish you for looking away from the screen. They oh, want to give talking. you shots that only last two seconds. Oh god, I hate excessive cuts. Like you ever seen it's Casino Royale? Yeah, of course. Did that whole first action sequence with all the fucking parkour? Like there must have been a cut like every half a second. Right. It was just nauseating. Like you're just like, oh my god! Like, like there's no way. I there's no way to enjoy something which is so. And when you look at actual parkour guys, they cut their films closer to my action stuff, which is which, and and which is actually closer to like we're both copying like '70s kung fu movies, which is to say like, just put the camera on and do some cool shit. Yeah. Exactly. Just like like. You know, that was a cheat to cut on action. When you have actual parkour artists, which they had, they had the best parkour artists in the world on that movie. Just just show that. Why are you cutting around? Oh, it was ridiculous, the amount of cuts. That and uh, World War Z, when they were like clowns. Oh, my God. So I for me, I under, this movie, you don't have to look. It, what is amazing about it is you can listen to it like a podcast. It works mm-hmm. as a podcast because even in the action sequences, which are the most heavily and elaborately animated scenes, you get to listen to yours or Julia Ann Rather's music, which is like, okay, so it's just a musical break. I don't really know what's going on here plot-wise, but it doesn't matter because you can watch this. You don't need to watch this movie, and I don't want to punish people for the fact that people watch media all the time. Why should you be punished for the fact that you're – fucking doing your nails while watching a movie it's not you you shouldn't be uh, not understand what's going on in the movie because of that mm-hmm. um and it, on, on that point the glitches in the movie are 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 put in or kept in in certain instances like when you saw the body went black uh, mm-hmm. and the head was there to if for the person that's paying attention or for the person that's not paying attention to give me a shot to say like hey okay look at the screen for a second um giving you a view into those things. It was, it was it's all purposeful, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, but it's not punishing in that same way. It's fun. Relax. It's a movie. Movies are not as, they shouldn't be as stressful to watch. You shouldn't be, leave a movie thinking you didn't get it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel, some people might not get this, but I hope they do. Sure. Sure. They may not, they may not get, you know, you may never get, you know, there's movies. I'm not a fucking genius. There's movies I don't get all of. There's not like, it's not like I'm, you know, super genius, even though I'm educated on film, I go into movies and I, and people tell me stuff like months later, I'm like, I miss that. It's cause it doesn't matter how educated you are on it. You're always going to miss shit. There's always, you know, deeper levels. Not everyone's going to listen to this audio commentary. You know, they, they won't get the whole oeuvre here. So, <laughs> So PSAs. Yeah. Oh, 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 no, what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I love PSAs, but I was just going to say, like, um, today I saw that there was, like, in China, they made, like, one of those, like, elevated buses that, like, cars would go under. Fuck Like, you yeah. just stand on the road. And it kind of reminded me kind of, like, that design you just had up there. Like, it was just, like, it's kind of a pie thing. It's just, it was, like, yeah. hollowed out. And, I don't know. 
cool. Oh, maybe I should, I should post a picture of it then and, and sort of show people that I thought of it first, that they copied me and that I'm a true sci-fi person. Like, yeah, even, though, even though they definitely designed it first. It's not like they made the bus yesterday. <laughs> they might have. The vacuum system, the idea that we would change the roads to make the, like, that, that you would interact, like, that's, like a, that's the most sci-fi concept in the whole movie. Uh, the idea that we would we would go against uh, um, it wasn't the the frogman in a fucking tag tournament that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't well, the most sci-fi element. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good point to bring up about sci-fi because or like the fucking like probe module TV probe coming out of the dude's mouth. All right, that is true. The 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 over <laughs> the oh, the robot announcers are pretty sci-fi too. But uh, science fiction cannot just be weird is a big part of it. You know, you can't just have a thing that is futuristic. You have to sort of make a commentary based on predictions. And my commentary there is anti-hovering. The idea that if you, the more you're off the ground, the more you're in danger. But what that car is is an anti-hover car. It's to say, if you use a vacuum, you know, there is, there are things, this is vague science knowledge here, but there are, uh, you know, you might even know better than me here, Freddie, but like, there are systems where if you create an airtight lock between an object and a ground, you know, uh, you, you, you have better, you have less friction, you, you, can, you can have more control, you're losing less energy when the thing moves around, or you're gaining energy because it's so... Because of the vacuum, it's so free to just slide around. Well, I think the vacuum would have to be in the vacuum, like in a tube kind of deal. And uh, I think hovering would be the way to go. You just wouldn't hover above the ground a lot. It would just be like you're hovering right above the ground, which is basically the whole frictionless thing you're going for. Right. Like, like the, the frictionless thing is like, uh, like uh, whatchamacallit. They got the, like, the bullet trains in fucking Japan. Bullet like. trains, but, but uh, air hockey. Yeah, totally. Just like air that. hockey, which is which air hockey oh, is based on oh, how. Yeah, totally. No, no was, the air hockey point. is how when you see the car park in the beginning, that's based on an air hockey puck. Mm -hmm. That's meant to look like an air hockey puck bouncing around. But the idea was there is we always are focused in sci-fi on hovering, but because the idea that air has less friction than sliding on the ground. But what if you used, what if you created a tight seal? What could you do with a tight seal instead? This was a universe where that that happened. You know, you could, you could certainly can some prunes with it. Yeah, that's all. And I, well, you know what? I'm, I'll make that fucking cannon. If you threw prunes right under a car, boom, can for five years. Wait, way more than that. You know, you could have a fucking. Did you ever? Is that true? Well, there's this guy on YouTube I saw that like eats like military rations from like Vietnam War. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, I would do that tomorrow. <laughs> that is Jeez. so cool. I was just watching The Office where Dwight does that. <laughs> where he like he, he eats his he has to eat his he has to slowly eat his bomb shelter food. Oh yeah, he's like <laughs> eating like a whole thing of like hot peppers or like or like, like, like pickled roasted. onions. And yeah, oh pickled onions. Well, let me say wait, let me let me say in defense of pickled onions, I only recently sort of started to like olives. Okay. Uh, and pickled onions were how I did martinis. And I would recommend, if you like onions at all, you can ask your bartender for a pickled pearl onion, and they will put it in instead of an olive. It is acceptable to put in the drink instead of an olive if you don't like olives. 
Oh, I like olives, but I will also try that pearl onion thing. You know what I do that's weird? I, I, I get my gin and tonics with olives. Oh, man. I should start doing that. Because, you know what? It makes the fucking, like, gin and tonic taste like Sprite after you eat an olive. Like, the salty, whatever the fuck it is with an olive. Oh, the, the, the sort of bitterness to the olive. Yeah, as soon as you have that and you sip the gin and tonic, it tastes like fucking Sprite. It's crazy. Now all I want is an olive. That's all I want. That's like the – that is – I'd never have that stuff in my house. I'm so bad about like I've remembering. Started, yeah, I've only started doing that recently, like getting pickles and stuff like that. I don't know. Making sure you have pickles? Yeah. Because you know what? You know what it is for me? It's those months in between. It's when like I have the pickle phase and I'm into it and I keep buying pickles. And then like there is that one pickle in there for three months. That I'm, then, then I get off pickles. I'm like, hey, man, like, what? This pickle's been in here for so long. What's, what, what am I yeah. doing with – why do I have pickles in my house? Why am I wasting fresh pickles? What it's am all, I doing with my life? It's all soft and floppy. I'm not going to eat it. And then that's all you think about for a few months when you go to buy food shopping. You're like, oh, remember that soft pickle? Yeah. I'm not I'm, getting a soft pickle again. I'm not buying it. And then, and then you get conditioned. Then you're just like – I don't buy pickles. Yeah. You don't even remember. This you know scene where he gropes her is a great fight scene too. Mm -hmm. um, we cut out the idea that the stadium gets smaller and smaller each time they play. We mm -hmm. didn't actually show the stadium until the last fight. Um, but they are in a different space. We just didn't – I didn't feel it was necessary to show it. Um, the, the, crying, the crying kid was great. Well, this is like a great concept. It's just like if you think, if you think hitting a kid is so great, and go ahead and ask people to help you. That, so this, <laughs> happened, this happened to me. is Essentially, I saw someone. I was 70% sure that they hit their kid. I was in a Walmart. Uh -huh. And I was pretty certain they hit their kid. Um, and I wanted to go up. I did go up and say, you know, is everything okay here? Like the girl was crying and I sort of knew that he hit her. But I didn't know 100% enough to actually like – say anything so it was it was sort of a shitty situation for me where i if i had seen it i would have absolutely called you know the police i would not have let that guy f leave the store but mm -hmm. because i was in this situation where i was like i'm pretty sure you did it like i'm trying to sort of james bond my way into this situation um yeah. it, it, it it inspired this whole scene um two days before we recorded in which, and then I, I sort of wrote the premise for it and then, you know, told Julia and Bruce, you know, like, you know, let's, let's just go with it. And they, they made it even better. This line is my favorite. Like, Hey guys, are we hitting kids? With the purse. I have a <laughs> large memory of people that had purses as being like shitty. Just, yeah. just, just not, not that women who carry purses are shitty, but just like the purse carrying shitty woman with yeah, an archetype of my childhood. I know. It's just like always digging in there, can't find anything, holding up a line or something. Holding it, holding it in that way, especially she was always going to hold the purse in front of her. That it was that she was so was not that it was around her shoulder. So dedicated was this woman 
to, to, to holding her purse that it that her persona involves holding it in front of her that she would use her two hands to hold it in front of her this was sort of a, for me she's this is my archetype I'm adding to the archetype list which is like the woman with a purse like she's just uh, it was someone who would torment me my whole childhood so it was very important <laughs> that she was in this scene <laughs> oh, man. how do you feel about rugs because in this scene I have these this sort of busy pattern, and I know people like it, and that's why I have it. But I, I would never have like a rug. What's your opinion on rugs? You know, these sort of busy patterns. I don't know about those kind of busy patterns. That's like kind of like hotel casino floor kind of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> you know, exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> I had a, you know, I got like a little, uh, I don't know, I guess it's some kind of, rug from some culture that I'm not really aware of. <laughs> Ikea probably named like Gooselglorf. Gooselglorf, yeah. I have a Gooselglorf. Meanwhile, it's like some like the pollen like mandar like, yeah, like design really or something. Someone, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I have that. I don't mind that so much. But yeah, I wouldn't have some, some that would like make me dizzy. Right, yeah. No, I was going for like hotel wallpaper. Hotel hotel bathroom wallpaper is one hundred percent what we're going for here. Dude, imagine having like wall to wall shag carpet. That I would get off on. That I like. But like I I'd like it, but it's like that shit would get so dirty so easily. Oh it's, yeah. It's, no it's like it's like it's like you're walking on a mop. It's like it's gonna take everything in. Right. As soon as you spill, it's like it's already it's being cleaned by my floor. It's anti being cleaned. Yeah. Or like even with like you know what like shit you're walking in, it's just like rubbed in there, you know. I don't even understand. You know, now that you say it, I bet you can't use modern vacuums because when I'm thinking about like that size in particular of stuff that is on the rug that I don't want to go into my vacuum, that's exactly the size. Yeah. It's like something that will quickly get sucked up, but also will jam up the system. Like, I bet you need a special. Oh God, that would be horrible. You're right. My life would be shitty. But like, imagine laying out on it like the first time when it's just like clean. Like, oh, it'd be amazing. The vis the visual feast of seeing it too would be. Come on. Yeah, a it's total shit. Oh my god. Inside a Muppet's liver, that's what oh. it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> I now want it like on everything. Now all I'm doing is looking around the room I'm in, like Wait. you know, on the wall, on the ceiling. Like I'm trying to think of how much could be shagified. <laughs> And now, I mean, I could go, I know 3D. I know how to do that. I'm thinking of maybe taking a picture of this room and rendering it all in shag. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. Three, 3D here. What do you think of that? There's a lot of 3D in this. No, I like it. It's, it, um, it fits, right? Yeah, totally. Again, because there's so much mixed media in it. You know, you don't necessarily, like, you're not adhering to, like, a... Even one thing that I really wanted to do was this thing that like so I am a I'm an I'm an okay 3D render I could do some this fucking oh, this fucking, awesome. it's, <laughs> it's not quite hard but it's not quite soft. It did it was it was in an improv moment. It was to me a very reasonable thing to ask a kid to hit themselves with. I don't think I would feel bad. I don't think like I don't think the person would get hurt. It did seem like a nice way to end the scene. It did seem like the kid turned out okay. It did seem like we saved the baby yeah. if we want to go conventional. Um, so, uh, the, so I am an okay 3D renderer. You know, I could do some pretty realistic stuff. You can see I'm sort of flexing the pure 3D rendering with 
the, 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 the kid and the dad. It's like actual, you know, made from stuff. But the idea of taking an after of a Photoshop drawing and turning it into a 3D element was really a cool thing that I hadn't really seen before. Sort of minimally doing 3D was, yeah. was, was a fun thing for me. And I think we're going to get into the – this is coming to the last uh, cutaways here. And this also happened to me. This was, this was meant to be cut out of the movie. This whole dialogue here of me talking about um, people eating breakfast. I was just warming up uh, the two actors. I was tell- this actually happened to me uh, that morning. It was, so was it again? I don't quite remember. Like I uh, yeah, I was in a, a bagel store and a chain bagel store. I won't, I won't say the name of it. But there are not that many, so just choose one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, I'm talking international chain bagel store. Um, I think so, I know which one you're talking about, but I don't, yeah. I don't remember the name either. Uh, so I don't say it in the movie because it was copyright. But uh, uh, and this girl went off on this exact tirade. It actually happened. She. This is not like a goofy scenario. She just started talking about how good. This guy fucked her last night. Oh, now I remember this. Yeah, okay. And that was—I I mean, that—that—that that, that really happened to me. <laughs> to me, and part of it, and that's like something that you could do in another movie is turning this scene into an actual scene in a movie and trying to go for like that Quentin Tarantino vibe. You've got a fifty-fifty chance of that dialogue really translating. But it was a hundred percent because Bruce was genuinely entertained by hearing me tell him about this story and you're never going to get that if you write it over and over again mm-hmm. you know unique audio that's 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 what we were going for here audio that no one had heard before you know and that's a that's that's the way it is <laughs> that's the same tagline and that's and that's, that's the way it is the fucking way it is <laughs> <laughs> pigs Pigs. There was a whole pig character that was cut from the movie. That really? was the bar. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was supposed to. I even have one or two shots with him that I don't believe are in the movie, uh, mm-hmm. unless somehow accidentally they're in the movie. I know they're not in the movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was there was a pig that owned the bar. Um, it was too much. It was too much to follow where he was, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, uh, but but I would I would do just whole adventures with him. He was very he was very cute. Uh, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll post that. It's just like a little, a little bonus thing. But, okay, well, that yeah. might be nice. I would I would I would do that. He yeah he's 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 cute. He's cute. He owns the bar, but but it was it was discombobulating because he was um, he was yeah. in certain shots but not in others. I like this scene here with the the whole backlit. It's yeah. it's eerie, right? You're getting to see like the actual, you know, a classic sort of cityscape thing with like lights coming from nowhere and, and buildings sort of sort of illuminated, and just getting to enjoy uh, uh, this landscape. It's built on the idea of like vertical integration. So there's a lot of they're in a bar, but then you see like this construction crane right next to them. The idea that like everyone's doing their own thing. They're building their own stuff. They're not waiting for the city to build a bridge. They build it themselves. They fix their building themselves. More, more water towers and smokestacks. Like, yeah. um, but I, I like I to think, see... I, well, I was going to say, I think this scene also kind of speaks to that whole thing where you're uh, kind of 
just not doing a whole lot with the scene, but it's still keeping it interesting just because you're listening also, you know, it doesn't need to be so busy. You know, there's like the slow pan out, you know. Mm-hmm. A, just... a big element to it is to say the reverse of video art, which video art will say, what's a new idea I can play with a video? Instead, my idea was, this is a very pretty video in a very video arty way. How can we add a vague amount of plot so that you understand, like, we're looking at a bar. It's a conversation in a bar, and we're getting to watch this this video art, and so it's not dreadfully boring. Someone that doesn't care about video art can enjoy the scene because there's this there's this dialogue, there's this hum of the bar, there's this people at a bar hanging out, having like a fun conversation through vague, vague plot. I mean, vague plot. Just the idea that tag isn't going on right now. They're waiting for the game for the game to be finished. You know that that that's it. That's the only reason we we are allowed to watch this movie wise. Mm. I lo- I love the it's christmas lights. They're all they're all all the all that that the so the foreground is actually there and it's like a piece of cardboard and then there's christmas lights under it and I had to st- I would have to take breaks shooting to make sure that like the set didn't light on fire. I don't think christmas lights get that hot. They didn't get they. They're not supposed to get that hot. I know MythBusters did it, but it, it is that it is one of those things where it's like common sense and science are are at wits with each other, because you're like, this is hot. It's sitting over paper, but then you know, like the MythBuster said, it cannot light anything on fire ever. I know, uh, dude. I leave mine on like twenty four seven, literally. You have me in your house. Yeah. Every time I... you've been here, they're they're on. I have never even know where are they? They're right behind the bar. Oh, I wouldn't notice that. I have I like the light Christmas lights produce, but I don't visually like looking at Christmas lights. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess so. It's the glow the, of them I like. Yeah, it was like they were very like orangey. I don't know. Okay, so he, this is the this is the yeah. Last where, scene. Where'd you come up with the cube idea? Um. Well, a lot of things. One, uh, 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 it is a boxing ring extended, obviously, which is a big commentary on the movie. Is that uh, a, bo- a, a boxing ring? A box tag is boxing. Essentially, nobody really realizes it, but tag is a martial arts. It's the idea of dodging one attack. So, which means every single person in America understands martial arts inherently, but they don't really give themselves enough credit. Um, and so, there was that inspiration. And then, two, Death cubes in martial arts movies are sort of a sci-fi <laughs> theme, and so the idea that they would be in a cube um, was was uh, w- was there from the beginning. Uh, this is where the movie stop motion wise needs to arrive, which is that we're taking photographed models and doing computer animation with them, um, okay. which I think looks a little bit more modern in terms of their movement, but at the same time, I'm not using After Effects. Like, I am actually shooting frame to frame. There is no, no, the computer isn't doing it automatically for me. I am still doing stop motion. I'm creating each, nothing is automatic, in other words, that I'm creating each picture, exporting it, and then it's going into the frame for, for everything. Like, it's not digital animation, which will move something for you. Did you like the cube? Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Have you ever been in a death? Have you ever been in a cube? 
I guess we're in a lot of cubes. I don't know that I've ever been in a true cube. I'm now trying to think. Mm, probably maybe at like Chuck E. Cheese at like some point. I might have like like been in a cube shape thing. It's a good point. Cube. Uh, maybe maybe some ATMs. Some ATMs, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think there are a lot of cubes in the world. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's actually pretty rare to be in an actual cube. Yeah, it's kind of an inconvenient shape. Yeah. Tip for this last scene before I forget. If you watch this on a computer, it will sound like shit. You got you to gotta put on headphones for this last scene. You should put on headphones for all the music scenes because they all sound way better. But this scene in particular, yeah. uh, computers can't process it. Oh. I and like, that's yeah. it. The credits yeah. are about to roll. What were we going to say? Say so you like something quick. No, no, yeah, the, the, that, that kind of slow jazzy music was cool at the end there. She's great. She plays uh, the orange girl. It's the yeah. same uh, person. There you go. Freddie, you're amazing. Likewise, brother. It's a lot of fun uh, doing this and being a part of the, the project, man. It's number four. Number four. On let's, to the let's, next let, one. Yeah, let's do Rocky. Fucking number five. <laughs> <laughs> the best Rocky, as everyone knows. Oh. All right. I'll talk to you later. We got to end it so it links up with the movie. All, All right, right, brother. Have a good one. You too.